hello look at me acting like i have energy i'm fake hello it's sonia aka slay hill aka the host of tough love not tequila a podcast about sobriety sexuality and spirituality hello i know it's been a minute guys please forgive me please forgive me i mean how fucking long has it been August, June, July, August, September. Did I just fucking, I just did the months wrong. That's embarrassing. Okay. August, September. It's been like a month. And to be quite honest with you, Shadi was going through a lot. Okay. Um, what's been going on? So more black people. I was going to say people of color, but let's just fucking say more black people are dying at the hands of the police who are fucking murderers. And then our fucking state of California. Hi, she's on fire. So just in general, I just needed a mental break from addressing any other topics because I just felt as though the world is fucking crumbling beneath us. And... Who am I to sit here and rah-rah about mental health when, honestly, deep down inside, I'm struggling. And it's hard not to struggle. Uh, with the elections coming up, with everything with Black Lives Matters, like just completely being disregarded by uh, the political world and anyone who is in power, it's so hopeless, it feels like. And then... The fucking fires and people losing their homes and animals being burned and lives being destroyed. It just seems like torrential destruction. And then you go outside and you can't even see the blue sky that kind of keeps you sane. (laughs) Anyone else? But yeah, I was really just going through some shit. And I kind of feel like I might be on the tail end of shit. I might. Okay. I might. But, um... I'm just trying to be hopeful here, and if you have messaged me and you said anything about how you want the podcast and you're wondering if I had given up or anything like that or what would be next, thank you for giving me that push because I definitely needed it. Um, I forgot that this is supposed to be my outlet, and it can't be much more than that, so... I do appreciate it, and thank you for anyone who listened to the first um, teaser episode. I'm so excited to get into more topics, and I do want to introduce today's topic, which I alluded to already, mental health. Um, I want to get into mental health for a lot of reasons. Like I said, things are just fucking weird. Let's be honest. Things are crazy, and things just seem to get crazier and crazier. 2020 is definitely that bitch when it comes to... um, Everyone kind of almost having their Britney shaves her head (laughs) moment. I mean, we've all kind of, I mean, I guess the closest a lot of people have gone to is quarantine banks. But I feel like collectively as a society, we're definitely all on the struggle bus. And it could kind of be something that alienates us from one another or we used to just bond together with. We're all going through some shit right now. Okay. We are. And that's totally okay. It's so fucking human right now to not feel okay um it's just we've kind of just gotten this if you're a person who lives in the future you know you kind of use that as your 
North Star and you like looking forward and that's what provides you comfort is the future. Well, COVID-19 kind of put the world on pause and kind of ripped the future right from underneath us. And now we're forced into this place where we're present and um, racial injustice is fucking another different wildfire. And then there's a literal wildfire and it's just a lot. So we're all struggling. So if you're here, I'd like to say if you're going through anything, you're not alone. You're loved. You're worthy. Um, you're totally going to make it through it. And I hope that you take something away from today's podcast because I'm definitely going to get into mental health, my journey with therapy though so far, and just giving you some insight on how I've been feeling, how I deal with my emotions right now, how therapy has changed my life, how sobriety has changed my life, and everything in between. I just kind of want to get on here and talk. I wrote kind of a mock-up script for this, and it just didn't feel natural. It didn't feel like a conversation. It felt like I was just kind of talking at people, and that's just not the vibe that I want for this. Um, I The biggest part about podcasts that I truly fucking enjoy is that it feels like I'm having a conversation with a friend or with someone that I care about, and I want to listen because I care about them and they care about me, and that's definitely the vibes that I would like because I do care a lot. And that's also something that (laughs) causes me to struggle with my mental health. So now that I've acknowledged that I've been slacking on this here podcast, let's talk about mental health. It's kind of this phenomenon that we're all enveloped in. It's like trendy and cute self-care. Um, lots of cute graphics on social media, everyone in their crystals, there's huge shops like for rocks that are going to heal me. And there's so many like, like Western adapted forms of medicine that are supposed to emotionally heal you from other parts of the world. It's kind of crazy how it's kind of just completely fanned out into this thing when in reality... Mental health doesn't need you to take a fucking bubble bath. I mean, go for it. I love bubbles, so. But you don't need, like, X, Y, and Z to take care of yourself. It's a lot more than that. It's so much more introspective than that. That's the fucking hard part. It's easy to go double tap and share a post about your resiliency and how beautiful you are and how worthy you are of love and da-da-da-da and... You know, you are not your trauma, this, that, and the other. It's easy to do that. It's easy to go light a candle and do a face mask and, you know, that type of shit. But it's a lot harder to just sit and really, like, do that mental work. Do that work inside your head. That universe inside your head that we so often push all the way back and replace with reality. I mean, what is reality anyways? I'm not even going to get into that, guys. <laughs> but um, what is consciousness? Um, I don't know. Ask Elon Musk. He's going to all put a fucking chip in our heads and maybe we won't even need things like mental health anymore because it'll just fix us. Oh, God. One can only fucking wish, right? But 
Since mental health awareness is more mainstream, I'm actually really fucking happy. It was only like six or seven years ago that I was fucking really struggling with my mental health in college. I had all the resources to go ahead and fucking, you know, walk right into a counselor's office, get advice and help for free for anorexia, bulimia, depression, anxiety, everything that I had. And I was just so ashamed. And I still kind of like, in certain situations, I wouldn't like open up at a party, like with people and be like, hey, so like, what's up? Have you gone to therapy? Like, (laughs) you know, like, that's just not where I'm at in my life. But I'm also just sitting here talking to myself into a microphone and being very honest that yeah, hi, I'm in therapy. It's Honestly, one of the best fucking things I've ever done for myself, apart from getting sober, which I'll also get into. I'm 25 days sober, baby. I know I'm. I, that may not be anything to anyone, but success is relative to me right now, okay? And that's fucking amazing for me. I went from someone who <laughs> drank like a bottle every day to nothing. And I don't really miss it. Um, I don't know if I want to get into this right now. But actually, let's get into it. It's just a fucking conversation. I don't really have much of a plan today. I tried to do the structured shit, and it did not go down very well for me. I felt like a fucking teacher and a know-it-all. And I just want to be quite frank with everybody. I am not a professional. I did not go to school for psychology. The closest thing I've ever taken is some neurobiology classes and uh, animal behavior classes. Which um, we are very much like animals, okay? We're not that much different than these fuckers, so don't don't get up on your high horse. But, you know, I'm not a professional. I'm just a human on this planet existing like you, trying to figure it out. And this is my place to ramble and rave and share my story and my experiences. And... As someone in my identity, like an Indian first generation um, woman who's not <laughs> really accepted into either part of society, American or Indian, like I, I'm also here to just spiel it out with representation for people who look like me or girls that look like me. Honestly, like I'm just sitting here thinking, fuck, dude, like if I was growing up right now, like if I was like a teen or a preteen, and I'm, like, struggling, right? I mean, I don't know if you had a perfect fucking childhood. But um, childhood was not very fun. Being a teen is not very fun. And, yeah, I did not enjoy high school. So, or college, but, yeah. So, I'm just thinking if Little Stones just had a podcast to listen to where there was a chick that looked like her with her same experiences without needing to get all these cultural downloads from other sources other than their own experience, like, I'd be so with that shit because, yeah, growing up with strict Indian parents is a shit show. So, yeah. Anyways, Yeah, so I'm 25 days sober, and I don't even find myself wanting to drink. I had a moment where I got into a fight with somebody, and it was stupid. It was so stupid. 
And I ordered like a post made to myself two bottles of wine. And I didn't even end up drinking them. Like I just stared at them. And I was so mad at myself, but I spent money. And I really fucking thought that wine was going to help me. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it didn't. It did not. I'm <laughs> just thinking to myself, like, I really, like, it's crazy because in a short amount of time, I have made, like, this big realization. Like, I used to really look at that bottle of alcohol. And I know if you're not an alcoholic and if you don't drink to deal with your problems, you could probably, like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, this is common sense. But when you're an alcoholic, nothing is common sense. You're fucking stupid, man. You're poisoning your fucking brain and you like it. Um, but yeah, like, I can't believe I really used to just like look at that bottle of vodka or that bottle of wine or champagne or whatever the fuck and think like, I, I'm so much smarter than that. Like, and I've always been like, I've always thought of myself as a smart, intelligible person. And I'm just like, when did that change? When did I really think that like alcohol was going to somehow solve and make things easier for me? Honestly, I'm... Yeah, because it never, it never did. Like, I've lost, I've lost people in my life to it. I've lost a relationship to it. Um, I've lost money, lots of money. I've lost, like, what, how much money have I lost? I probably lost, like, 20 grand due to my mistakes with alcohol, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, like, what the fuck was I thinking? And it's just, like, I had that aha moment sitting in my bed staring at those bottles. I was, like, wow. That's not going to help me. That's not going to do anything for me. And I think that was kind of like my aha moment. And I think you'll only need those things in life when you're so stuck in your ways, whatever it may be. It may not be alcohol, but you need that fucking moment where you're like, holy shit, like I'm aware and I haven't been aware for so long. I can fucking see. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to have that. It's really nice to have that, actually. I'm not going to downplay it. It makes me really happy like I I used to just wake up and wait until it was socially acceptable to start drinking because I was so miserable and I was so unable to spend time alone and I felt so unworthy of healing I felt so unworthy of loving myself and being happy with who I really was that I really was I really hated myself and I I guess I'm always going to struggle with questioning my worth and doubting myself but I know that I definitely made huge huge strides towards feeling that I'm worthy of healing feeling like I'm worthy of progressing and growth and everything that comes with life the positive things of continuing on this planet of rotating around the fucking sun like it's not always gonna be rainbows and butterflies but I don't need to fucking drink about it. I don't need to make it worse because honestly, drinking just made it worse for me. And I'm not here to preach. Um, if you can drink and you're not sober and you're fine, party on, okay? I'm not going to be that bitch. Um, I'm not preaching that way at all. Like, I definitely feel like there are people who can drink no without any issues. I'm just not one of them. I'm not like a one and done type of person. Um, and I black out literally every single time that I drink and I get super aggressive. And yeah, it's just not a good time for anybody, including myself. So yeah. But what I like really wanted to talk about is 
September. It's September, which means it is Suicide Awareness Month. Okay. Yeah. You didn't think I was going to go from fucking alcohol to killing yourself, huh? I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I mean, damn near. It, the way I was drinking, I was going to end up killing myself or killing someone else or whatever. Like, ugh, ugh, just trash. Um, but yeah. Oh, it's not Suicide Prevention Month. It's Suicide Prevention Week. And it kind of, oh, well, so, fuck. Check your sources, people. So it is Awareness Month. Not September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Yes. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about you and me. But no, I really need to stop thinking I'm funny on here. But <laughs> like, fucking stop me. Like, who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me in my bad jokes? Like, not me. But yeah, let's talk about it. And let's not talk about just killing yourself as much as I would love to talk about how many times I wanted to kill myself in my life. That's just not really where I'm at today. But I do want to talk about mental health because I feel like mental health and emotional hygiene are two things that will allow you to thrive in the opposite direction of suicide and grow instead. Instead of wanting to end your life, you want to continue and grow and live. Obviously, if you're having suicidal thoughts, if you're struggling, call someone, get help, like... I know what it feels like. I grew up with a suicidal mother. I grew up fucked up because of it. Um, I've contemplated killing myself. I've seriously, seriously, seriously gone really close to doing it um, to the point where like, I'm kind of surprised that I'm still here (laughs) to be quite honest with you guys. And I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. Um, I'm just laughing because it makes me feel uncomfortable to admit, and that is also a big reason why I was struggling to upload an episode, because on top of all the stress that came with the world in the past few weeks and the last month, um, my mental health was deteriorating, and I just didn't feel like I had it in me to talk about anything, let alone taking care of myself when I knew that I was kind of getting to a dark place again. Hey, I'm doing okay, guys. And I hope you guys are all doing okay, too. So, yeah, definitely get help. Um, I know it's easier said than done because it's, quite honestly, it's like when I was in the worst mental states of my life, the last thing I wanted to do was get help. So I can't, I hate, I hate to admit that, but let's be honest, like, when you're suicidal, you're don't you're not in that place to help yourself. So I guess for me, and I, I'm not a professional, okay, but like check in on your friends, like check in with people, like be intuitive enough to know when something's up because generally, like someone does, like uh, there were times when I was struggling a lot that I did give out some signs and shit like that. Um, So just, you know, check on your strong friends. I know that's going all over on social, but check on your strong friends. Check on your friends that don't seem like nothing's ever bothering them. Check on your friends that have been essential workers this whole time. Check on your friends that have been stuck at home this whole time and don't know how to deal. We're all 
collectively going through some crazy novel time in life and society and it's all this shit at once of course we're all gonna fucking question our value and what we can do to be better but sometimes that feels so hopeless that you don't think you even want to be here so i 100 understand i know the suicide rates in our country are alarmingly high right now because of it i know that in youth because of social media it's just so fucking crazy and it's just i don't want to say like i i'm not a professional so let me just throw that out there i'm not a professional do i sound like a professional like what the fuck are you thinking listening to me like i got some fucking advice for you but for real i'm not a professional i've been through systems where i've been in therapy i've talked to counselors i've spoken to doctors i've I've spoken to a psychiatrist recently which i don't know if i'm going to be talking about that today i don't know we'll see um but yeah i've been through this shit i've tried to deal with shit on my own i have i have my own support system um, and yeah like i i just just by trial and error through living through life i'm just here to say like If you feel like it's not worth it, like, it is. I know it sounds so fucking corny, but it is. Like, ugh. Me just trying to mentally take myself back to the place where I was at when I was super suicidal is like, oof. Lord have mercy. It's a dark place. And I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Or maybe I would. (laughs) I'm going to hell. But, like, you know, it's a lot. And it's not easy and we all struggle. Um, it's just natural. Life's not easy, right? So touching upon mental health. Um, so I've been in therapy for about five or six weeks now. I have 50-minute sessions. Um, I love my therapist. Sometimes I get like these homework assignments or some sort of like guiding task for the week in between my sessions. So if you are interested in therapy, do it. Just do it. Just fucking stop listening to this podcast. Pull up psychology today or psychology, like whatever that website is, and go date around. Like use like a dating profile and swipe around on those fucking therapists. Actually, that'd be a fucking amazing idea. Can you imagine? Like instead of Tinder for like fucking and just be like Tinder for therapy. I love that. I'm copywriting that. Don't I mean no one, no one steal my fucking idea. But honestly, finding the right therapist is a lot like dating. It really is. And that's crazy to me because uh, that's probably why I didn't get that much out of my first few sessions, like with other people. I mean, I'm in my late twenties. Um, I'm a person of color. I'm a woman. So like talking to an old white man about <laughs> Like, issues with me and my parents that are so cultural, it just, it was not working out for me personally. I mean, if you can find a way to just kind of, like, vibe with it and it doesn't bother you that, like, you're kind of low-key talking to, like, Mr. Rogers about (laughs) everything in your life and your past trauma, then go for it. Like, I'm not here to tell you that, but I do want just, like... I'm just saying, if you've never, you know, you never (laughs) experienced therapy before, do not think that you need to go with, like, the first therapist that you get. Like, we're dating here. And if you don't feel like it's a good match, 
next swipe to the left like it's not gonna happen you're not committed like i know that and it's crazy it's like you're paying for this service so do not settle and like honestly apply the same shit to dating but that's a whole different episode but for real like just go ahead and take your time don't pressure yourself taking that step to actually go out and get help for your mental health is already so fucking amazing and such a big thing like people don't understand i cannot stress this enough making that first step Everyone deserves a fucking round of applause because it is so easy to just sift through life and not make that effort for your fucking self. You will make that effort for everybody else but yourself because that's what society wants us to do because everyone else is more important than you and you're not worthy of it. No, 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 no. Fuck that shit. Deprogram. Deprogram. You are worth like even if you don't think you have some shit to work on, we all have shit. We all have past trauma we all have all this dude like your brain is huge and there's so much shit in your subconscious that you don't even fucking know you don't even know dude you don't and no one is broken or fucked up and that's why they go to therapy i mean like i'm broken and fucked up but you know not everybody just kidding. Stopping self-deprecating. That's something I'm working on. Oh my God. If my therapist could just hear me right now, she'd be cringing. But for real, like it's cool. Cause we live in a society now where like you, it's not so much of a big deal, right? Like it's not like there's so much shame in going to therapy, but still it's like you downplay it for yourself. Like, Oh, I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. Like, Um, yeah, sometimes I get sad or anxious, but like, I'm not a fucking basket case or I don't have like this or that. Like for me, for a long time, I thought, well, I got over my eating disorders on my own. So why would I go to therapy now? And then I'm like sitting here thinking like, bitch, I have like really bad body dysmorphia. I don't know if anybody knows this about me. Um, well, I mean... Why would I expect anyone else? But yeah, I have really bad body dysmorphia. I'm not laughing. Like, again, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. It's just kind of uncomfortable to talk about. But I'm one of those people where it's like, um, it's like Jamila Jamila. I love listening to her podcast. I love her. I stand. We stand. I love her so much. And I relate to her a lot. And she said something that I I was like, wait, what the fuck? That's like me. And she was like, when I look in the mirror, like, I don't register, like, what I look like. And, like, I'm okay with my face, but, like, everything, like, face down, like, or neck down, I, I don't, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I don't, I cannot see what I really fucking look like. Like, and it's been this way probably my whole life, like, probably, yeah, I, at a young age, I just never really resonated with my body. Like everything that I feel about my body is basically been taught to me or told to me by other people. I don't really know how I personally feel about it because I don't really look at it that way. Right now, I'm in the process of like unlearning all that stuff and creating a safe space for myself within my own psyche to really see myself for who I am, love and accept myself and give myself exactly 
what I need to feel about my body and not from anywhere else, which is, <laughs> this is what a time to be alive to do that because it's kind of like we're in this age where there's like Instagram and everyone's getting plastic surgery and like, I'm just like, ah, I still don't even know what I look like, you guys. <laughs> it's insane. But she was also saying to me, Jamal, she was saying, um, like, the mirror is weird, but like in pictures she can, like, she gets it, you know? And I'm kind of the same way. But yeah, like, that's something that I'm tackling and really, I wasn't really that aware of how, how much I had that issue until I got into therapy and how am I... How would I figure that out on my own? Like, I'm still struggling with it, but I definitely know that I'm a lot better with it and I'm a lot happier now that I'm dealing with it. And I do need a professional help me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what my point is really here. I'm doing great today. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do conversation style, but I really am just talking aimlessly. I'm going to get more, more Nira about it you know, in just a few, but, um, I just kind of want to go about some things. So yeah, I have that as an issue and it's something that we're talking about in therapy, but I would, like I was saying, like, you don't have to have anything crazy. You don't have to have that issue with you, obviously, to go ahead and start therapy, right? Like, you could be the healthiest and happiest you've ever been in your life. And I swear to God, therapy will help you. I'm just, I'm a therapy, I'm a slut for therapy. I'm gonna put that on a shirt, slut for therapy. <laughs> it's like definitely gonna guarantee me like zero dates for the rest of my life, but it's fine. Actually, someone would probably just read the slut part and then the rest is history. But yeah, like there doesn't have to be anything novelly wrong with you. And if anything, therapy is kind of like this cool club that you get to be part of, of people that are happy and loving of themselves enough to take care of themselves in this grand way that requires time and attention and money. And I totally understand if you don't have the funds to go ahead and get therapy. Um, there's a lot of resources out there on the internet. There's fucking YouTube where like you can kind of just like type in whatever you're feeling and like there's therapists with their own YouTube channels, which I think is super cool. Uh, and you can just kind of learn more about psychology. Obviously, nothing's better than getting a professional's help. Like they go to school, they've been practicing, like, but I do also understand and empathize with people that don't have the funds to do it right now. But what I will say is that if you do, if you can spend like $20 or $40 on bullshit like every five days you can probably afford therapy um you just have to see where you're putting value in your life and really be honest with yourself about where it should truly be going and that's all i gotta say about that i'm here to judge okay that sound kind of judgy i ain't trying to judge you <laughs> you know what if you want to buy a new pair of shoes every week that's cool but if you can do that, you can probably go to therapy. And I think this is Mama Sones telling you, you probably should. But a lot of the things that I talked about in therapy lately have been about in, um, healing my inner child. So I kind of wanted to talk about that because the inner child, I mean, it's kind of crazy how much I didn't 
I didn't know. Like, no one educated me about this. I definitely feel like a lot of my problems in adulthood can be linked to my inner child. But when I truly un- try to unravel my inner child and its its experiences, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this isn't a direct link. Like, this, I can follow this route all the way back to a specific event, a specific person, a specific trauma. And it's when you find that route where you can really start doing all this great fucking fantastic work to heal. And subsequently all of these other things that have kind of rooted off from it are now so much easier to tackle and understand you know what I mean (laughs) but yeah the inner child is supposed to be like how would I say it I might need to pull up a definition right here because I don't want to like say anything in my terms and be fucking dragged but it says The inner child is an individual's childlike aspect. It includes what the person learned as a child before puberty. The inner child is conceived as a semi-independent sub-personality subordinate to the waking conscious mind. Yes. Yes, sir. That's what they said. So it kind of leaves you wondering about your childhood. And Personally, I've always been so curious about almost everyone's childhood now that I'm adult. Am I an adult? I don't know. I like stuffed animals and animated cartoons. So I'm using the term adult very loosely here. But your inner child, baby. That inner child is really important to evaluate. And when you learn about somebody's childhood, I don't know about you, but sometimes I learn about people's childhoods and upbringings. And then I look at them and I'm like, wow, this all makes sense. This makes so much sense. And that's kind of like what the inner child is about. But it's so much easier for an outside source to to see that. So when it comes to you, you being self-aware, you seeing what they can see, you have to do a lot of extra work and reflection. And sometimes that shit is not fun. And that's what I've learned through my inner child healing work that I've done. That's that, holy fuck, are there some suppressed fucking memories up in this bitch? Wow. Truly a wow. But it's crazy because it's like, if I had never bothered to click on this therapist thing, pay up this money, and just be honest and speak freely. I don't even know if I would have remembered some of this shit, you know? It's crazy. It boggles my mind. And the thing is, it's like, it's all recovered, right? So the scarier thing is that, like, some of these things that I just kind of suppressed are so shitty that, like, I could still cry about them, you know? And that's not me being a pussy. That's just me being real. But yeah, and it's crazy because like if I hadn't gone down this path, they these the negative emotions that are associated with that are going to forever sit in my subconscious and they're going to channel and find their ways like their way into my current adult life. And I don't even know, you know, I don't I don't have control of that because it's just kind of like this this ugly mess beneath the surface. And that's really what I've taken away from it is that now it kind of like it was scary at first, but now it's kind of giving me um, it's giving me a way to believe that there's a a deeper purpose between 
but like in how I behave and how I act and what my fears are as an adult, where, where, why, why I question my worth as an adult. Like it's really hard. It's hard to kind of pinpoint where it all comes from, but a lot of it does come from your inner child. Like it's hard. And I think that when you learn about people's childhoods, you start to think about your own and it's weird because it's like everyone kind of has a different feeling about their childhood. Um, was it like, is it just like a fragment of the past and you don't really think about it much? Is it something that you barely have any memories from because it was so traumatizing? Is it something that makes you smile and it's like a fun, wholesome time? Or is it something that makes you uncomfortable that you can't really quite face yet? It's a lot of confrontation. That's what I've really found in my own journey. And I don't really fucking like confrontation. Many of us don't. Because a lot of the times confrontation hasn't really led to anything other than conflict. Like there's no resolution. It's always more conflict, the lack of peace, and war. And an inner war at that. So you can definitely, like I, I sympathize with people that are beginning this journey because it's fucking scary and you kind of are slapped in the face with everything all at once. And it's scary. And it's crazy to be confronted with shit from your past. Like, but one thing that I found has made it so much easier to get through is that you have to just like the I think the like the magic for the inner child, at least with me, has been seeing myself as like this pure baby angel, you know, like who just doesn't know any better, who is naive, who is innocent, who has such a big heart that hasn't been fucked up by the world and is so full of love and light and wanting to help, wanting to be better. And, you know, that kind of like it creates this place within you where you can be soft and tender with yourself. If you're like me, you find that very hard. You're very self-critical. You're very you know, as an adult, it comes with all these expectations and you're hard on yourself and you get down on yourself because you should have X amount of money and you should have this type of car and you should have already owned a house, you should be married, you should have kids, like all these things. And kind of shrinking it back down, taking it all the way back, stripping yourself down back to this this pure, innocent child, which we all were and we all still are in some way it creates such a beautiful place for you to really sympathize and empathize with your own self and forgive yourself and relearn how to deal with your past. Because when these things happen as an, as a kid, you're just what, how can I say it? It's like, you're not equipped. You're just a baby. Like you're just a kid. Um, you, you don't know how to properly process a lot of the trauma that happens to you as a kid and it just kind of gets locked away. But it's like, now we're adults. Now we're adults and we have the emotional intelligence and the time and the energy and the money sometimes when it comes to having to pay for mental health providers and stuff like that. Now we have all this shit at our fingertips. So now is the perfect time to go back and take all those roots that are Follow them all the way down to what the real trauma is, what the real triggers are, what the real shaping experiences of your life are. You know, that's how I feel about it. I know that's quite intense, but that's how I feel about it. I feel like seeing myself as this this soft person again has somehow restored my faith in my own humanity. 
because I have forgotten that along the way on this path of adulthood because it kind of strips away that tender part of you that keeps you human, like that keeps you a good human. So it definitely might be something that is perceived as new agey in psychology today. But if this is something that really speaks to you, you can totally find someone that is willing to explore that with you in a therapy setting. Like I said, not a professional, but just speaking from personal experience, this whole viewpoint and this whole journey that I'm going on has been crazy and life-changing in a lot of ways. Um, One of the things that a lot of people exploring this part of their lives are doing is writing a letter to themselves, um, to themselves right now at this age, but from the perspective, like, like, how do I say this? You're writing a letter and it's as if like your 16 year old self woke up in your body. And let me tell you, when I started writing this letter and like, I'm already getting emotional just thinking about it, like just sobbing like tears and I'm just like why am I so sad like why is this making me so sad and it's because the person who I was then and the person who I am now feel so different but so intertwined at the same time and it's so confusing and unsettling and I don't really know what to make of it quite yet I'm still figuring that out but it was a lot of emotional resurfacing for me and it made me wonder why I don't speak to myself this way all the time, you know? And because I'm not going to fucking like tell my 16 year old self, hey, bitch, what the fuck is going on? You suck, but you kind of got a little bit better. Like, you know, like you're speaking at yourself in a different way and it kind of makes you reevaluate how you speak to yourself on a daily basis and why you wouldn't be constantly speaking to yourself in the most kind ways and like the most like in ways that help you transition from one part of your life to the other smoothly. I feel like, I don't know, my inner voice is fucking mean. I might just be the only one, but these weird exercises really allow me to access a kinder, a kinder voice inside of me. And that's something I really, really need to work on. And I don't know, maybe doing that exercise for yourself, see what it makes you feel like. Um, I know not everyone can afford therapy, so it's like, like I said, like, go online, do your research, um, take some of my advice in here and go ahead and apply it to your life. Like, that letter thing, dude, that letter thing is insane, okay? Because, like, I, it's, like, crazy. Like, it's just, just try it. I Try it. Like, don't even write a letter. Write, like, a paragraph to yourself because it'll make you more appreciative, I would say, for what you have right now and where you're at, or it'll make you kinder to your own self at that age and kind of baby them into your life right now and will help you be kinder to yourself, which is super fucking important. Like, be nice to yourself, please. But what else have I been doing? Journaling. Please journal, baby. Do it. If you ever one of those people that had a diary growing up why the fuck did we stop like please journal i i recommend everyone to journal i think it's fucking amazing there are so many times that i find myself kind of lost and not knowing what to write about and somehow pen to paper fingers to keypad because i type um just all these thoughts and feelings that i didn't really even know were there simmering at the top are completely just 
oh shit, sorry, my computer's fast. So I was like, oh my God, don't stop. But yeah, so all these emotions and all this shit floating in my subconscious all kind of come to the surface and I'm allowed to process them and deal with them that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do if I wasn't journaling on the daily basis. Like sometimes I have no clue how I feel about shit or sometimes I do. And it makes it so much easier to have this outlet that's always accessible to me, that isn't costly, that is practical, that anyone can do. And honestly, it's another form of being grateful in my life because every day I wake up and I'm grateful that I have the means to go ahead and do this. Like I like I said, I type mine. So I'm, I wake up every day. I'm grateful that I a woke up B, that I have fucking Wi-Fi, C, that I have a computer, like, D, that I, I know language and I'm really good at typing, like, I, I don't know, it just, it makes my, like, the start of my day so much better because I have so much gratitude that to be able to do this. I know that it's a luxury to have all these things that enable me to journal online and it just makes me feel that much more happier for the life that I have. It may not be the dream life that I wanted when I was 16, but it's fucking something, right? So journaling has been great for me. I mean, if you just try it, I keep saying this, just try it. But like, you don't really know. It's like mentally checking in with yourself is so important. Even when things are great, it's still important because then you get to keep track of all these good days, right? But um, one thing I would say about journaling, I personally, I reflect on my entries. So I'll go like a week of daily entries and then at the end of the week, I'll go back and I'll read my entries and it boggles me how self-aware I am and it kind of helps me grow as a person and get to know myself better because time passes so quickly and I don't know, sometimes I just completely lose myself in the day-to-day of life and rereading these passages kind of bring me back to who I am and how I feel. It helps me kind of monitor my mood and my emotions. Um, It helps me see when I'm thriving, when I'm not doing so well. It helps me recognize my triggers. It helps me recognize patterns and routines that work well for me. It helps me recognize patterns and routines that do not. It just gives me like, I, I love data. I'm very scientific by nature. So like it gives me kind of like this realm in which I can really see an experiment and see the outcomes of a lot of the things that I've been doing in terms of mental health, physical health, everything. It's kind of all there in one place for me to access quite easily. So I do love that. And sometimes when I'm really struggling or going through a bad day, I will reflect on that entry like even later on in the day and see how my mood has changed. And it kind of helps me do a little bit test of how things are going. Um, if things I've, choices I've made have improved my mood or not, um, what I need to change for the future, et cetera, et cetera. It's great. I love it. And it's free. We love free. So what else have I been doing? Um, sporadic dancing. Okay. I didn't come up with this on my own. Shout out to my therapist. But um, sporadic dancing has definitely been something. I kind of brought it up because I watched this YouTuber, Amy Lee. Amy Lee, I love her. She like fucking replied to my DMs and shit. Like we had a whole ass conversation. So I love her. Um, what's her Instagram handle? Let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, I know she was like Vagabond Youth way back in the YouTube days. So that's what I was thinking. But I'm pretty sure her handle is like Amy Lee. Amy Lee. 
Yeah, it's Amy Lee. Cool. So yeah, um, she. I would definitely say check out her YouTube channel if you're into shit like like if you're in you're in it for the long haul. And it's Amy underscore L E E, and she's oh my god, I just I love her. And she's definitely a big person who inspired me to go on my own like spiritual journey and my journey to healing. And I just, I love her, all her videos about mental health. I always begin them by not really knowing what I'm going to take out from, take from them, but I always finish learning something valuable to me. So I definitely recommend her. Um, Like I said, these are all resources that are free and accessible for the most part. So definitely do that. Um, But yeah, I first heard about sporadic dancing from her and her therapist had told her to do it. And then I brought it up to my therapist and kind of like discussed it a little bit further. Um, For me, like a lot of my healing is like, like for, for sporadic dancing, a lot of your past traumas, a lot of your negative emotions can get physically trapped in your body. And I... If you're not into this shit, like, maybe just stop listening to this because I'm so into this shit. So, um, just, like, sporadic dancing, like, it's just, like, you just get all that shit out. And it's crazy because when I was a little kid, my parents thought I was going to be, like, a dancer because I would do this shit. I would just put on music and I would dance. No fucking dance routine. No rhyme or rhythm. But I would just dance just because I was just so, like, I was just fucking into it. And I was just having this great emotive joy happen and I wasn't ashamed of it and it was just there for everybody to see and I'm no way like that anymore so it's kind of at the same time it's helping me heal and it's also like getting in touch with my inner child because it's like something I used to do and it's kind of weird how that kind of works out right but it feels like some sort of alignment for me and I love it I mean honestly turn on a song and dance it out like dance like nobody's watching there's a reason why that's a saying it's so fucking fun and it makes me so happy like I will literally be smiling and laughing and like maybe I there's just my FBI agent is watching like maybe they're laughing at me but like it's helped me get through even the worst days like I'll push myself to do it and that being said don't ever like push yourself way too far until you hate something but finding that balance to where it's like oh I know it'll make me feel better stop being stubborn about it it's been great. Like, ah, I'm actually excited. I'm probably going to do it after this. I already danced earlier today, but, um, yeah, dancing has definitely been fucking amazing for me. It makes me so much happier and it's something I do alone. So all of these kind of like bring me into my next thing is spending time alone. Do it. So important. I hate that society just villainizes alone time. Like it's so fucking weird. Like we need to be social all the time and you can't go out and do shit alone or else you're weird. You're fucking eating alone, going to movies alone, going to the mall. Like, like why is everyone always fucking together? What are we a herd? We're not a herd, bitch. I'm an independent wolf. Okay. I'm a lone wolf. And I used to feel so weird about it. Like I used to force myself to socialize. Like, um, I don't know if a lot, like a lot of people met me last year because I started going out in sack like literally last summer. I spent my whole life like just not going out because I don't like people. And I kind of forced myself to go out and socialize and be like this extrovert when in reality I'm not. Like I don't really like a lot of people and I don't really like being around a lot of people. I like my alone time. I like being at home. I like my solitude. And 
being able to spend time alone is really good to check in because it's like if you if you can't stand to be alone with yourself, honey, 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 we got some issues going on because you should be able to be alone. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you can't be alone by yourself for a day, definitely need to do some soul searching, girl, like or guy or what they them are like. You need to be able to be okay alone. You need to enjoy your own company. It is one of the most amazing things when you can enjoy your own company. It's fucking awesome. As someone that missed, I missed it for so long because I was struggling a lot and I, I hated to be alone because I was so confronted with all these negative things in my life and negative things about myself. I kept myself constantly around people and I was so fearful of being alone. And now that I'm finally here at this place where like I'm healing enough to be okay alone, I love it here. And like I want everyone to feel this way because when you're okay with being alone, you avoid putting yourself in these draining situations where people are leeching off you, where people don't want the best intentions like for you, you know, you're, you're making yourself a priority, you know, and you are the center of attention to yourself. No one else matters. And that's so important. Do it, girl. Spend the day alone. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you haven't done it in a minute, do it. It will help you recharge. It will help you align. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself. And what else have I been doing? I've been getting active, baby. I've always been such, like, a fitness person. I love working out. I love, like, feeling good and strong about myself. And do something for yourself, like, that makes you feel that way. It doesn't necessarily have to... Um, be working out. I know it's not for everybody. I know some people are just genetically blessed and shit, but, (laughs) but like, honestly, do it. Like do something that makes you feel strong and good about yourself. When you take care of yourself physically, it's so much easier to also prioritize, prioritize your insides. Right. So find something you love. Like I've seen a lot of people get into roller skating and blading and stuff. I think that's awesome. I've seen a lot of people, Um, like getting into running and biking over quarantine. Like, it's awesome. I love to see it because it's like, it's very true. It's like, if you're taking yourself, you know, taking time to take care of yourself and flex your health, like flex your lungs, get your blood pumping. It's so good. Even when, even when you talk about like manifest, like the trauma manifesting in your body, your negativity manifesting in your body, getting that circulation, blood flow and oxygen shit, like it's so beneficial to you. Like, I cannot tell you guys how bad my neck and shoulders get when I'm stressed out, okay? It's bad, okay? And you know if you're a girl in a relationship, your neck cannot be getting that tight, okay? If you want to keep your man, okay, I'm just kidding. But, like, for real, like, you can't even be doing shit like that. That's how bad it gets. It hurts. So I'm just, like... I really need to manage my stress in a way where it's like, I do need to like, I focus a lot on like releasing tension from my neck and from my back. And like, when you feel like loosey goosey and you know, like you're, you're not like all tight and tense, like you're, you have to be a little bit happier than when you were all tense and fucking like, you know, crackling, your bones are fucking crackling and shit. So Yeah, those are just like a few of the things that I feel like I've benefited from um, 
by no means, like I said, I'm not a professional. This is just my story. This is what's been working for me lately. Some things that I think are pretty easy to implement in your life. Um, things that I think everybody could benefit from. I think it's so cool to just take care of yourself. And we need to normalize being alone and spending time alone with ourselves in order to do so. Um yeah, that's basically it. I'm, I'm glad if you made it this far in this episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. I know it was kind of a bit all over the place, but like I said, I could not stick to that script. I was going to rip my fucking hair out. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I'm not really good with structure. Can you tell? But yeah, that's basically it. So I'm, oh, let me get it. Like, I don't know. Are there things that I would want to do? I want to experiment with, with a lot, um, but I think I'll probably get into that on another episode. Like I said, it's Suicide Awareness Month. Check on your strong friends. Take care of yourself. Give, maybe think about one of these things that I mentioned that I've been um, doing to implement in my own emotional hygiene and mental health regime. Try it out. Like, what's, what's you know, what's the worst that could happen? And, um... If you're still listening, I would just like to say thank you again. I know I already said that, huh? But you're worthy, you're amazing, and like Amy Lee likes to say, you are an entire universe. Get to know yourself. Bye.